0: Welcome to the Mostly Legal Podcast, a show where we dive into the weird, wonderful, wacky world of law firm management. I'm Amanda Copeless, and this week's guest, Susie Klepack, is a bundle of energy who kept us on our toes. Even better, listen closely because we have a special guest joining us as well.
1: And I'm Rob Joyner. I had a hard time keeping up with the gate opening goat talk, but I can certainly relate to finding balance while being a working parent. Before we get started, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Centerbase, a cloud based billing software for mid sized law firms. Let's dive in.
0: Susie, thank you so much for joining us. We're really excited to have you on. You are one of the people who turned us down for season one of the podcast. And I remember being so rejected. Like, what is she thinking turning us down? But I think you're, you have a few things going on in your life, and we're going to let you talk about that. Just but I was going to just a few. <laughs> And I was gonna I'll do a really quick introduction for you. So Susie Kleepack is the firm administrator uh, of a firm, a pretty small firm in Oklahoma City called Kirk and Cheney. And you've been there for since 2017, and your roots are as a paralegal, which I love hearing the stories of people who started out as a paralegal and then I actually uh,
2: started out as a runner.
0: Oh, did you really? Uh. Yeah. And and you kept going. Was yeah. it the same firm or a different firm? No,
2: this is my uh, officially my third firm. I worked at one firm for five weeks before I found the Kirk and Cheney the job at Kirk and <laughs> So I don't know if I can count that, but I,
0: What makes you leave a job after five weeks?
2: The job at Kirk and Cheney. I oh, okay. So I well, and that might be part of the story later on, but I'll just, yeah, just tell it say the quick history. So I started out as a courier in 2009 and that job, it was just a friend who was leaving and I needed a job. And she said, Hey, come just come take my job. So I did. And I worked there for almost two years. And then I had my son in the meantime. And so I was like, well, I need to, you know, make more money. Obviously I have a kid to support. And so I, <laughs> right, right on, you. on cue. Right <laughs> on <laughs> so I found a job at a different law firm as a receptionist slash legal assistant. So it was like very entry level legal assistant position. Stayed there for about a year uh, in that position, and then they moved me to paralegal. And I was over all of the we did medical malpractice only. And so I was over all the dental malpractice cases, which was very interesting. I loved it. In the meantime, our firm, I had my daughter. Our firm's growing. I opened um, an office in Denver. I opened an office in Tulsa while being a paralegal. I wasn't office manager yet. And we were preparing for this huge trial in New York that we were going to have to fly up and it was going to be like a five-week trial. Ugh. (laughs) <laughs> and it was um, 2014. It was a few weeks before we would have to leave. And my boss asked me, he pulled me into his office first thing in the morning and asked me if I would be the office manager. And because, you know, the firm was growing and he obviously saw there was a need there. And so he said, do you want to be the office manager? And I said, does this mean I don't have to go to trial in New York? And he <laughs> said, yes. And I said, he signed me up. I don't want to go. And so, uh, and I was really doing a lot of the office manager type stuff anyway, so it wasn't like a huge transition for me. I think the hardest part was being on an even plane with my coworkers, and then all of a sudden I'm up here. That was hard. Just the relationship part was really hard to get used to. How did you navigate that? You know, it took a lot of face-to-face, heart-to-heart talks, really. It really did, because one of my best friends, all of a sudden I was the boss over, and it was just a huge change. The power
0: dynamic, right.
2: Yeah, and I've never been like a power trip type person, so to me, it wasn't really any different. It was more I was just the voice of the partners to the staff, and vice versa. But I think in their minds, it was it, they didn't see it that way they saw it as oh Susie's the boss now and then anticipated me being do this do that you know <laughs> and I, so it, it, yeah we just it took a lot of heart to hearts but we got through it and it was fine and we're still good friends so that's, that's um, awesome. But then I got the call about Kirk and Cheney looking for an administrator they asked me if I'd want to interview I did. I didn't have any accounting background because I didn't do that at my previous firm. So, I helped with the client billing a little bit, but as far as like managing the books, like I had never done that before except as treasurer for our chapter in ALA. And so I'm in my interview with Kirk and Cheney and we're all sitting around and they asked me, you know, do you have any accounting background? And I said, "Well, I mean, I've been treasurer for 2 years for my- <laughs> <laughs> And they were like, well, do you know what like a balance sheet is and an income statement? And I said, yeah, I, I mean, I reconcile our statements and, you know, all that stuff every month. And I send out the reports to everybody. And they said, um, I said, I mean, how I said, a law firm's just the same as that, except on a l- little bit bigger scale, right? How hard could it be? <laughs> They
0: look at how hard, they go, Rob, how hard can law firm accounting be? Do you is oh that a gosh. rhetorical question or Rob, would you like to answer? Uh,
1: I think I actually think the billing's more complex than a lot of the accounting. Or at least well, from right what it, I deal with.
2: Oh baby no, We yeah, got a hollering at me, so he's half naked, so
1: <laughs> good thing so, this is an audio-only podcast.
0: Uh, no, it's not. Um <laughs> But, uh, but I, that will transition a little bit. So Susie, you live in Oklahoma city with your husband, three children, a dog, a cat, some goats. You've tried chickens, raccoons, yeah, and deer. And we were laughing before we started because your t-shirt says, um, live like someone left the gate open. Right. And we were joking with Rob. He's never had to chase down livestock, that have been left out. Uh, I I grew up in the country, right? And my grandparents owned a ranch. And there was, it was like a, it was sacrilege to forget to close the gate behind you when you came into the house, right? And every time you'd go up, it's like, who's, did somebody close the gate? Did somebody close the gate? Because you you hunt down horses one time and you never want to have to do Mm -hmm. that again.
2: (laughs) And really, uh, the goats are the hardest to wrangle, to me, I've never had to wrangle a horse, but I've had to wrangle goats before and chickens. <laughs> but the goats, they're so fast, they just move and then they <laughs> block you and they get mad. And
1: I'm sorry, I just have to laugh. The I, chicken,
2: mean, I mean, I've got videos of like, of us trying to get the chickens back in the coop. Oh my gosh, those things cause yeah, they do not want to be caught.
1: <laughs> so So Susie, do you do you meditate? Do you drink or like how do you how do you deal how with that? How do I handle this? life? Yeah, all the above.
2: Well, I mean, I don't know how to answer that question, Rob, but <laughs> I'm not going to tell you about my habits. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but no, I've always been a pretty like happy person, easygoing, go-getter, I guess. So I, to me, it's just fun. It's just life. You know, you're just living and this is what you do. I don't know. It's never bothered me.
1: <laughs> just high so, on life. Yeah one of the
0: reasons I really wanted you on this podcast was you said something recently that really resonated with me. And obviously you have a little baby and you were on maternity leave and you're in a really small firm. And because the way most small firms are designed, there isn't a lot of the segregation of duties that you'd like to have in a larger firm, right? They have you are the one person who cuts the check and reconciles the bank account and runs payroll. And I always joke that when I worked at a small firm, I ran payroll from my hospital bed after having my daughter because there was nobody else to do it. And even if I could have, Taught somebody. My thought was, I'm only going to miss one payroll. Like I'm inducing my baby. Everything I do is on schedule. I'm inducing the baby. I'm gonna ha- be out of the hospital in three days. I can run payroll on Tuesday and then not have to run it again for two more weeks. But you have, you didn't take a lot of time just off, right? You have worked throughout much of your maternity leave.
2: And I'm like you, where I plan, like I'm like, okay, like just today, you know, I'm like okay, I've got to get to, I got to drop off the kids to school at school, 730. That means I'll get to work at 815. That means I've got literally 45 minutes to figure out what's going on with the computer so that I can leave by nine so that I can get home by 950 so that I can have 10 minutes to change diaper to set up my computer. <laughs> it was like five minutes late in my, uh, from my schedule, but I'm like that too. So Luke was due like the middle of November. So I thought, okay, that's right before, you know, payday. So I have till the end of October, basically. And then that first week of November to just make sure everything is squared away because my plan was to take two weeks off where nobody would talk to me. I would have payroll done. I'd have client billing done. I'd have everything done by the time Luke made his appearance. And I thought Luke would be on time because both my other kids were late by like a week <laughs> and a half. So I was even thinking I might even have till like Hi. the end of November.
0: Hi.
2: This guy decides to come Hi. two weeks early and mess up my whole plan. And <laughs> so kids. it kids was ruin everything. Yeah. So it was November 3rd. We were right in the middle of sending out the bills. So, I mean, I had him on a Wednesday Um, we came home on Thursday. I took off on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, on Monday, I was doing client billing and getting all the invoices and stuff sent out. And then I have like some financial reports that I have to do. So I was like, well, I'll just go ahead and do those, send those to the partners. Um, and so by the time November 15th came around, I think I took like a week where I didn't talk to anybody but i mean at the same time you're dealing with a newborn who's awake and you're feeding every 3 hours and you're up all night you know and i have two older children they're 11 and 8 so i was out of practice
0: yeah then rob baby. that
2: would be like me having a newborn right now because yeah, i know, have an 11 in a-
1: i always tell people it's a young man's sport i mean it it's really tough. is yeah
2: i was in the hospital trying to remember how to change a diaper i couldn't mm-hmm. remember
0: the next diaper i change better be my own i'm just saying
1: oh. <laughs> i'm uh, feeling very thankful uh as i watch Susie what you're dealing with right now i feel very thankful for being in this room right now. It's quiet. Nobody's messing mm-hmm. with me. Right. Like, good for you being able to balance all that. Good for uh, you. Yeah. No, so but-
0: speaking of balance, you have decided that you're going to work remotely
2: mm-hmm.
0: full time now. Tell me how that worked with your firm because your position wasn't remote before you had the baby.
2: Right. So, well, we've learned, we learned through COVID, first of all, that it is possible. And we just kept um, our remote capabilities alive because we've had some and it's worked out because we've had some pretty crazy storms uh the past couple of winters where we've had to, to you know everybody had to work from home for a week or so and so whenever I was planning to go back to the office uh, it was a lot of different things that kind of uh, what was the word when you roll down a hill and you the snow <laughs> gets bigger and bigger and bigger snowballs
0: Poop rolls downhill.
2: First of all, I couldn't find a daycare for Luke's, and part of me didn't want to put him in daycare anyway. Another part of me said, I didn't get to stay home with my other two kids. Excuse your face. And this is my chance, you know? And so I just asked the partners if I could work from home, and they said yes. So it worked out, and it's working Uh out. So, are the other
1: staff do you have other staff members that are working from home as well or are they primarily in the office?
2: Um, we do when I mean they do when they need to, oh. um, but not primarily. Primarily they're in the office. So they do help me a lot too. <laughs> Stuff that I need there that I can't physically do. Oh my gosh. He's lucky he's so. I cute. hope that you guys can hear me talking. <laughs>
1: We can hear you talking. So, so has there been any dynamic shifts like since you've been remote and you're managing the team in the office? How has that gone for you?
2: Well, truthfully, everybody's pretty self managed. I guess like I don't have a lot. I, there's not a lot of managing employees because I don't need to manage them. You know, like they're responsible. They, I mean, there's just no need for me to to do that. I guess that's the cool thing about our firm is we just don't have a lot of, I don't know how to say it. There's just not a lot of that that I is required right now. So, so 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 we have a
0: story. No, my turn. I have one.
1: Oh, go ahead.
2: (laughs) You were
0: telling us a story this morning about what your day looked like, and you left off a little bit that you said a partner's computer wouldn't start, and you live 45 miles away. And you had to drive and rush in to fix the computer. And I think that that is one thing that's unique about small firms that some of our listeners won't understand. You don't have a full-time in-house IT person. You are that person. And so... I always joke one time I drove 20 miles round trip to put a battery in a wireless mouse when I was a small firm administrator because the mouse wouldn't work. Right. Tell us a little bit about how it's different working for a small firm that people wouldn't understand about your job.
2: I mean, like you were saying earlier, you, you're the only one, you know, and now there's people that can do stuff like that um, at our office, some of the littler stuff, but when it comes to like, I don't know what the problem is you know, it's going to be me to try to figure it out. And um, yeah, it's different because you don't have a a full support team that you can call and say, Hey, Fred, the copier is broken. Can you run down there and see what's going on with it? And then call if you need to, or, you know, whatever. So, and like, we don't have in-house IT. So if I were to call them, it would take it might not even be today. It would probably be tomorrow or the next day before somebody could come out. So I found that it's just easier for me to just do it. Which I've learned a lot about IT. Saying, <laughs> how do you
0: learn? I mean, it. how have you learned all of that? Especially coming it's from hands-on. I
2: mean, I've like never studied IT. I've never, you know, done any of that. But I, I think just by doing it for so long, and whenever there is a problem that I don't know how to solve. I sit there and watch how they solve it. So I'll know how to solve it next time. Right. So it's just a lot of, you know, I think just experience really.
1: I'm enjoying all the, uh, the background noise we're getting in this. It's, it's really authentic. It, it makes it a lot of fun for us. And I think, you know, you mentioned COVID and I think everybody's over it, but uh, it, did, it did bring some, some personal touches to our professional uh, lives. What, you know, since you're a working mom, um, I know that's a hard balance for a lot of people, a lot of people in this industry. What kind of advice would you have for the working moms out there?
2: Oh man, don't come home stressed out, leave everything at home because, <laughs> or leave everything at work. No, seriously, because the biggest thing I've learned by working from home
1: uh-huh.
2: is how important my kids are and yeah. how quickly it passes and it took me this long to really figure that out. And I mean, I would take my kids for granted and I would come home stressed and mad and whatever. And it's like, I see now what's important because I'm here doing it every single day. Your job is important, but your family is more important. Your kids are more important. And so I think that's, that's the biggest piece of advice I would give is don't let any job that you have stress you out so much that it's ruining your your relationship with your kids or with your family. And if you do have a job like that, you should probably consider other options.
1: <laughs> I, I think a lot of people struggle with that. It's, it's you know? the difference between, for a lot of people, who you are versus what you do, right? Mm-hmm. And how you tie your identity too much yeah. to your professional career. Instead of those things that matter the most to you, like like family and stuff like that. So how, if you've identified that, you know, a lot of people are still working at home. How are you able to transition now? How are you able to cut it on and off? Or you're going to yeah, laugh at me and yeah, say you I don't. Mean,
0: because you well, can work remotely. So it, yeah. so you go from mom to work back immediately. Right, forth Immediately hour. Well, yeah.
2: I'm doing it all day. I'm constantly yeah. going from mom to work to mom to work to mom to work because I've got a baby. The biggest thing I do is when my husband comes home, I just say I am done with the day and I close my laptop. Now my office is the recliner in the living room. (laughs) So I don't have like a desk. I don't have an office where I can walk out and shut the door. It's literally the recliner. So I shut my laptop. I put everything on the fireplace and I'll still keep an eye on my email for a few hours. Um, But I mean, other than that, it's just like when he comes home, that's kind of my, that's my that's the the bell that's family time that's me getting off of work you know and then i go and get the kids from school and that's a nice like segue into family time you know so yeah so yeah i mean i do i think the transition is very important When you're working from home, because you don't get that 30 minute drive home where you can kind of relax your mind. (laughs) I don't know
0: where you are driving, but I don't have a 30 minute uh, drive home. I
2: mean, I live in the sticks, so (laughs) everywhere is at least 30 minutes for me. But yeah, I mean, that's the time when I would usually, you know, just get my mind straight for the the evening, what I'm going to make for dinner. Um, and all that stuff, and just have some quiet time. And now I just make sure I do that when my husband gets home. Just spend some time with him, like go get the kids, and then
0: hand off the baby and
2: start my day. Hand
0: off the baby. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's your turn.
0: It's your yeah, turn. You do, do that. <laughs> and if you can time the dirty diaper just right, mm. I, I know.
2: I wish pass them would. off, dirty no, and smelly. He won't change those. What? No. Um. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. Nick (laughs) changed way more diapers than I did. He was a stay-at-home dad and I really appreciate that, but he was like a diaper master. So Susie, you're an overachiever and I'm looking through your list of things that you've been involved with in the Association of Legal Administrators. And it is social media chair, treasurer, secretary, president-elect, president. And then you joined the association's product and service review committee, which is a very long term that we call PSRC and someone can look it up on the website. But I think one of the coolest things you did is you were a founding father of the first five or maybe a founding mother of the first (laughs) five. Can you tell us what that is and what that involved?
2: Sure. So it all started in 2018. At the National Harbor ALA Annual Conference, I believe that was 2018. So me and my friend Anita, who's also my age, and she's in the Oklahoma City chapter, we went together and to the conference, and we met this girl named Sarah Antonello. Well, she went a girl, but she's a woman. She is already. <laughs> so you guys are named girls, Sarah so Antonello, true. and she was. Um, a, we all we, we started talking and we all realized that we were all in the first aroundish five-ish years of being in legal management. And we were wondering if ALA had anything that catered towards people who were new in their careers, whether it was, you know, transitioning from another field to legal management or fresh out of college or work your way up the ladder like I did. I mean there's a lot of different ways you can get there. And we realized that ALA didn't have anything like that. And I mean, on the national scale, there were stuff in chapters, right. You know, individual chapters might have a program like that, but there was nothing nationally um, that, that had any kind of program like that. So we decided to create one and, it, it started off as this, you know, we didn't know what it was going to look like. We emailed the executive director at the time, the chair of the PSRC, because I was on the PSRC at that time. And we just kind of pitched our idea and they really liked it. And it started out as an online community. So that's what it is now. It's the first five online community. And it's basically um, a forum or a, you know, a online group, like a social group where you can go. If you're new to ALA, you go and join and it's a safe place to ask questions that might seem like a more experienced member wouldn't even think about that question because to them, it just, they've been doing it so long that it, you know, it, it's just becomes natural. But when you're new to legal management and you're learning everything, sometimes as you go, hands-on, nobody to teach you.
1: What are some <laughs> of those topics?
2: Oh, there's everything from, um, you know, PTO policies to financial training, you know, just how do I do this to different kinds of software that, that is out there or Rob's eyes just lit lit up.
1: (laughs) I was actually thinking, Amanda, you should, uh, you should help.
0: Well, I mean, they have the, the, really, it is the safe space and there are some seasoned administrators that kind of right. moderate and help out and answer so questions. So we have,
2: yeah, so we've got, um,
0: I'm over volunteer. Uh,
1: <laughs>
2: we've got, uh, we like to call them like kind of advisors, I guess, who are also part of the community that when people ask questions, they are there to, they can answer the questions for um, the, you know, whoever's asking it. So it's not just me and Danita, because right now Danita and I are the moderators of that community, but then we've got other people that help us out. I know Missy Hurst helps out a lot, Jessica Van Troost. So last year they incorporated in First Five Live at the national conference for ALA, and it was like a three to four hour session where people just come in as they walk in the door, these are brand new legal admin- administrators. They write on a whiteboard what they would like, you know, what they want to talk about, what they have questions about. The topics are not planned beforehand. You plan them as people walk in the door. The The attendees give the topics. You sit there and talk about it. And it was super, super successful last year. So we're doing it again this year. And I mean, I think it's a great way to, first of all, to for people to know you aren't alone. There are people out there who have been where you are. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of people out there who are where you're at right now. And those are your peers and, you know, connect with them because
0: I can see how people.
2: Sounds like you have
1: somebody excited to, uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. to join. Yeah. <laughs> well, like mine, I'm the only one on my level in the firm. I don't have a coworker right. that yeah. can go and, you know. So it just helps give that. Uh, We talked
0: a lot about that. And, and, you know, I was really fortunate to have a great chapter when I first started and full of a lot of people and who would take my phone calls. And we actually talked about my mentor who hired me was a subcontractor. So when I had a stupid question about a trust account, I could call him and ask him and he would explain it to me. But without that, I'm not sure where I would have learned things like, trust accounting and what a billable hour what's the difference between worked versus billed versus collected like those things you just don't learn as an office manager or an administrator in another field and so i when i heard about this first five i thought wow what a great idea and i am excited and i think more people should join it
2: (laughs) i agree Another thing we've been doing that the ALA has let us kind of uh, commandeer every other month, the ALA roundtables. Oh, right. And so every other month, the roundtable is first five led and first five topics. So it's basically legal management 101, um, and it is facilitated by people in the first five community And some of them are brand new legal administrators. And I think it's such a great way to get people plugged into volunteering. Um, So, and you, we all get to know each other, you know, before we didn't have a way to get to know other people who are brand new like us. And this is a way for us to say, Hey, you know, I'm new, you're new. Are you going to conference? I am going to conference. Boom. Now you have a friend. You know, instead of going to this conference that you've never been to before, you're new to this field. You don't know anybody. Now you know people, so there's. Where do a people lot.
1: find information on it?
2: It's on the ALA website. I mean, you have to be a member to see it because it is in the online. It's an online community part of ALA. I'm not sure if they have a blurb <laughs> about it on the website. Email me and I'll can, find. I was going to say Susan. they can always reach out to me, and I can. <laughs> I can give them a spiel for sure. Susie, you
0: drank the A.L.A. Kool Aid very early oh, in your girl. career. Oh,
2: no. <laughs> I drank it the second I joined. It was. <laughs> I've been a member since December of 2014. That's what eight years. I've been volunteering for seven. Yep. So-,
1: so, so what? Other than the first five, you know, there's as you mentioned, there's a lot of people getting into the field. What are other ways you'd recommend uh, somebody new in legal administrator, a new legal administrator to get involved with the ALA? Uh,
2: Just to get involved with your chapter, if you have one. I mean, if you and if you don't have a chapter, I would recommend joining the cyber chapter um, Mm. just because there you're going to at least get education. Um, Committees are great, uh, like the national committees, and they're not as time consuming and, and as hard as people think that they are they're not it's it's i mean it's a longer commitment it's two to three years but it is so much fun and i mean if you don't have a chapter and you want to volunteer i would suggest doing a committee um or come and help facilitate first five round tables that's a great way to start
0: i love the ala ambassador program too Mm -hmm. rob there's Uh, For both new and existing, they kind of build a relationship. So you get a person and you call them once a quarter or once a month and kind of basically put the Kool-Aid into a shot glass and just make them take shots. (laughs) We're very good at that, apparently. (laughs) So Susie, in addition to all the other work-related things you do, you're also a singer or I, I was saying before, I'm always so in awe of people who have any talent whatsoever for creative things like singing and and playing an instrument. Because I have no discernible talent whatsoever. I played I played the French horn because it was either P.E. or band in the small town I went to.
2: same here,
0: girl. So
2: same here.
0: So I played that, but you just do it for fun.
2: Well, I actually went to college, uh, on the piano. I had a full ride. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So
0: it's not just for fun. So take that out of my mouth. Uh,
2: so I started playing piano when I was six and I, um, ended up being very good, I guess. And so I applied to UCO, which is the university of central Oklahoma and uh, got accepted and got offered a full ride scholarship for piano performance. Wow. (laughs) Which I obviously didn't finish that degree because I realized uh, as an adult now and planning my future, I don't know what I can do with a piano performance degree. (laughs) I don't know how that will really help me make money and have provide for my family and you know things like that i think there are
0: probably people who do
2: make money playing piano but (laughs) i mean if you move to like new york or something i'm sure and but i just it, yeah i i like where i live i've never lived 10 miles farther than my where i grew up so (laughs)
0: <laughs> wow. I love that.
1: So are you OU or an OSU fan?
0: Uh yeah. Watch out. Here we go. So I know.
2: Yeah. So this is, this is the weird part. So, okay. So I went to UCO uh-huh. um, that same year. My brother went to OSU Oklahoma state. So we started going to all the football games and all this buying all the orange. So I'm an Oklahoma state fan. Uh, but I actually, um finish school at OU. Ah. But don't tell anybody that. I mean <laughs> we won't. Nobody Well listens. our our tens of listeners just heard. <laughs> I I have one OU shirt. It is gray and white because I was like I'm not gonna wear the colors, but I'll get the shirt because of this, you know, not it's the liberal studies shirt too. It's not like an OU fan shirt. It's like the actual college shirt. So and I made sure that was very clear when I wear that shirt. Um, but it's not it's not crimson or cream. Now I have now here's the worst. Now let me tell you this. This is even worse. So As we she have adjusts Oklahoma the camera. State, we have Oklahoma <laughs> State. That's me in our house. Uh-huh. My husband grew up right outside of Austin, Texas. Woohoo! hoo so you know what he, time it is
0: in Austin, Texas, right? <laughs> so
2: he's like, yeah, so he grew Here's up a Longhorns thing. fan, so he's a Longhorn. My son, Ben, who I tried my hardest to train up right, besides still water <laughs> is was converted by my sister-in-law to be an OU fan. So, And then my Mm. daughter's a Texas fan, too, because she's a daddy's girl.
1: What a mess. So uh,
2: this boy right here is my last chance to have one of the children (laughs) wear the bright orange. Oklahoma's brightest orange. (laughs) But um, we'll see.
0: Does your, does your husband walk around uh, during the Red River weekend and say, oh, it's, it's hey, like do you holiday. know what time it is? It's, it's 12 a o'clock. in
2: the house. Yeah. OU
0: still sucks. <laughs>
2: it's the only time i here for Texas. Now, I've got a Texas shirt. It's black with a pink longhorn on it. Not orange. Wrong orange. I won't Wrong wear orange. it. But I will wear the black and pink one on that day. It's the only day a year that I will wear that shirt. I cheer against OU no matter what. I don't care if they're playing Kansas. I'm going to cheer for Kansas. I will. I hate it. Wow.
1: They're, I love it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she sounds like me and my Packers.
1: So, Susie, the last segment, you know, we've heard a few things you're passionate about, actually. But our last segment is pitch your passion. And we like to give, uh, we like to give people an opportunity to pitch something they're passionate about. What are you passionate about?
2: I forgot you were going to ask me this question, so I actually haven't thought about it. Um, well, you were going to play piano or guitar
0: for us, and then... Well, you know, like-
2: what you know what I'm passionate about? And this is going to sound weird, but I am. I'm passionate about a lot of different things. The biggest thing I'm passionate about is just enjoying life and finding different ways to do that. So I've taken up quilting, which you can see behind me is the quilt that I've made. Wow, nice. I've taken up... We, we're putting together a 2,000-piece puzzle right now. I know we sound like total nerds. <laughs> Um, I mean, I've just got little crafts. My husband took up leather crafting. I don't know what you call it. Stamping and making belts and stuff. And we just, you know, I just, I'm finding different things to do to enjoy life. And that's what I like to do. I mean, that's what I'm passionate about. I think people should realize, like, it's pretty cool that you're here. And you've got a lot of stuff that you can learn and that you're probably good at if you would just try to do it, you know, and just yeah, try some different avenues, explore some interests, be adventurous, have fun. Like, I don't know. That's what I'm passionate about. And I think I bring that probably to everything that I do. (laughs) Um, so, So I would say, I mean, I don't have like a business pitch. I don't, I don't have, I, you know, nothing like that. Just I'm passionate about having fun and enjoying life and Uh, making the most of every day and don't and close the gate close the gate
0: (laughs) bye sweet baby luke we've uh ala has done a lot of virtual sessions that Susie's had to be a part of so i've gotten to see that baby on the screen for a lot of virtual
2: yeah people have seen him grow up he's six months old as of yesterday so
1: well Susie, thank you so much for joining us today I mean I've laughed more than I probably have all season. So
2: we really enjoyed
1: having you. <laughs> happy,
2: Rob. I'm glad I can make you smile.
1: <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Mostly Legal Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure you like and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode.
2: You can
0: also check us out online on mostly legalpodcast.com, where you can sign up for our email list, get weekly recaps, and get some of your very own mostly legal swag.